This is The Jerry Callahan Show. What's the problem with the uh, Biden administration? Hell, it's the problem with the country these days. You just don't know what's real anymore. It's that artificial intelligence thing. You can't tell if it's real, if it's fake, if it's a uh, impersonator. <laughs> I had to check this. Uh, I heard, I read somewhere on uh, Twitter, somewhere that... Uh, Kamala Harris was now the uh, emissary for the Biden administration uh, with the uh, (laughs) artificial intelligence folks. She is going to be handling it. She's the wingman and she's going to be dealing with artificial intelligence. Yes. It's too bad we don't have like a show on, on once a week, maybe on Saturday night, late at night that mocks politicians and mocks people like Kamala Harris. That would be pretty funny, but uh, maybe someone will invent, will create such a show. But uh, I checked. It's real. <laughs> this this is amazing. I can't, I, I wish there were uh, like a camera there, you know, like one of those Tucker Carlson cameras that catches everything that's off the record, everything that's, a little, you know, a little banter between the folks in the meeting. But this was a meeting between Kamala Harris and the uh, leaders of the the tech industry and to discuss artificial intelligence. I can't imagine what these guys were thinking. She had a meeting uh, with, um, to discuss the role, the risks of AI with Google CEO Sundar Pichai, Pichai, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella, and the heads of two influential startups, Google-backed Anthropic, never heard of it, and uh, Microsoft-backed OpenAI, the maker of ChatGPT. So these are some, I mean, these these are weasels, obviously big Democrat supporters who helped rig the last election, but they're also super smart techies. They had to sit and talk to Kamala Harris and explain artificial intelligence. I've been... uh, trying to keep up, trying to read, trying to understand what's going on with AI, the dangers, the benefits. It's a really complicated, really difficult topic. Kamala Harris can't handle anything. I mean, she can't, she couldn't handle going to the grocery store and and buying everything on her list. That would be too much for her. So we have the dumbest member of any administration, the dumbest vice president in American history, who's going to handle things with AI, you know, to make sure that we, uh, that we uh, understand all the dangers of artificial intelligence and these Google guys and Microsoft guys have to sit there and talk to her about this. This just must be, so, they must just walk out of there and say, we are screwed as a nation. I guess I should give her credit. At least she's, uh, leaving her office and going to work, which is more than you could say for her boss, uh, Joe Biden. Um, uh, It's a big weekend, by the way. Obviously, the coronation tomorrow, I'll be getting up really early tomorrow to see that inbred mutant prince. I guess he's King Charles already, but see King Charles get coronated, see all his servants and his slaves. They'll probably still be masked up while this fraud marches down the street. This is a guy, keep in mind, this is a guy who uh, tells us every day that global warming is the biggest threat. We're all gonna die. You shouldn't drive your Honda Pilot or use a paper straw. 
I mean, a plastic straw. This is a guy who travels with his own bed and his own toilet seat and like dozens of servants. So real man of the people, but uh, we'll see the, uh, and, and I, and I don't think Prince, um, Prince, whatever it is, Harry, he's not going to be there. Is he? You know this, Ironhead. Do you keep up with this? Is Prince Harry going to be there? I know Meghan Markle's not there because the royal family's a bunch of racists. They don't want this uh, mixed race uh, person uh, soiling their event. But I don't think, is is the uh, is her, is her husband the henpecked one there, Harry? Is he going to be there? Like is you, he there? You can imagine it's his dad, so. Uh, he, they don't, he, whatever. He's not there. Prince Andrew will probably be there because, uh, you know. He'll be there with some of his fourteen-year-old uh, girlfriends from Epstein Island. But um, to get the coronation, as of yesterday, tomorrow, Prince Harry will be there without Meghan Markle. He'll be there without her. So he'll, but he'll be standing like ten rows back. That's the punishment. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Game of Thrones. You know, he'll be making that walk of shame. But you have the uh, Kentucky Derby. I believe this year it's there's like three horses in the Derby because all the rest of them died. Uh, but you know, it'll be fun. Fastest two minutes or most exciting two minutes in sports. And tonight, I didn't even know this till this morning, but big, big, uh, interview tonight, Joe Biden is going to do his first interview in like three years. He's going to sit down with Stephanie rule on MSNBC. That would be one of his most loyal lick spittles for a recorded interview that will appear at 10 o'clock on Friday night. Are you telling me that uh, uh, they're not trying to hide this guy already? They've already said he doesn't do anything between before 10 a.m. or after 4 p.m. He does nothing on weekends because that's when he goes to the beach and and uh, into his uh, oceanfront mansion and has secret meetings with his uh, his business associates. He will do no interviews. They announced uh, this morning, I saw that Simone, whatever her name is, the, the bald woman who's in charge of the uh, DNC. She said this morning, there will definitively, there'll be no debates. So Robert Kennedy Jr., who's getting 20% already in the polls, will not get a chance to debate the empty husk in the White House, which is really disappointing because... Kennedy, say what you want about him. I certainly wouldn't vote for him. He was a climate change nut who wanted climate change skeptics arrested a few years ago. But he's come around. But the issues that he does, that he deals with, that he talks about, are, are the big issues. The war is obviously against the war in Ukraine. Can't have anybody going against, uh, the, you know, uh, talk, uh, speaking out against the war in Ukraine. Got to keep that, that, that the whole thing going and uh, escalate it as much as possible. And obviously he's against censorship. These are the planks of the Biden administration, endless war and endless censorship, coordinating with big tech to stifle his rivals and uh, obviously uh, keeping the Southern border open and allowing as many uh, illegals into this country as possible in, a, in the four year period. Uh, there's an amazing report. I tweeted this out. We don't have time for it. It's, I don't know, it's like five or six minutes long from this guy, Michael Yawn, who's a big uh, foreign, uh, he's a reporter, an independent reporter who covers war and foreign, he goes to foreign lands. and He's one of those kind of guys who loves that. And he's on the, he's in Panama and he's showing you all these buses that are lined up. Great song. They have American flags on them. They're paid for by the American taxpayer and they are there to transport illegal aliens 
from Panama through Costa Rica, through Mexico, in buses to the southern border where they will invade this country and in, hopefully, in, in Joe Biden's mind, vote Democrat within five years. Those people who are just showing up at the border from all over the world, they are brought here by the United States, by you and me in buses paid for by the U.S. taxpayers. He said they don't even hide it. They just, they, they wave the flag. They say the, the uh, U.S. State Department is paying the bill to bring these people here and give them as much free stuff as possible to, uh, to entice them to come to the border. The invasion you're seeing, all the, all the carnage at the southern border, it's all engineered by the Biden administration. The idea that they are trying to stop things at the southern border is absurd. Just the opposite. They're behind it all. And the media will largely ignore it. But it's an incredible thing. You can Google it. I, I tweeted it out. It's, it's mind-boggling. Every time you see those mobs, those crowds, those huge caravans at the border, they were brought here by us. Just keep that in mind as you're watching the, the chaos at the border. And by the way, in cities all over this country, because they've been bussed and flown to cities all over the country, it's by design. It's, uh, it's, a, it's an attempt to change the demographics of this country. And I'll ask this again. Is that what you wanted? If you voted Democrat, is that what you wanted? You wanted 7 million people storming over the southern border, using up all of the resources, uh, overwhelming uh, schools and, and hospitals, because that's what's happening. That's what your guy is doing. I guess that will be, uh, that'll be big news next week when the Title, title 42 is repealed and uh, there will be no stopping the invasion, which is... Uh, Part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. But uh, we got, you know, um, we got so much going on, so much to get to. We got an update on the uh, the lynching, the uh, the lynching on the New York subway. Uh, it's just getting more outrageous by the minute. They had some protests last night. They had a march. I'm not sure where it started, where it ended, but you can see video of it. They're waving flags and saying, you know, justice for... Uh, Justice for Jordan, Jordan Neely, the menace, the career criminal who is uh, harassing, assaulting people on the subway for years. Finally, he, he, justice was done. A former Marine took him down. Unfortunately, he passed away. They were just trying to subdue him. And uh, unfortunately, he died. But it was, uh, it, 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 they're demanding that the squad, the media demanding he be charged with murder. He lynched him. This is uh, one murder they care about. This is it. If you're AOC, Ayanna Presley, Jamal Bowman, you don't care about, uh, let's see, last year. You want how many murders there were in the United States last year, Ironhead? I bet you couldn't even guess within 5,000. I'd say at least four or five. How about 26,031? That's a lot. 26,000 murders in the United States last year. You know how many murders were in New York City? 433. You know how many murders were on the New York subway? 11. Go ahead. Name, name one of the people murdered in New York City or on the subway last year. Could you name one? I couldn't. I can just and think of that one shooting, right? Uh, neither. 
I couldn't name one, and neither could AOC, neither could uh, uh, Ayanna Pressler, Jamal Bowman. They don't care about victims of murder. They don't care about crime. As I pointed out yesterday, um, I'll make a list of things, of crimes that Ayanna Presley and AOC do not care about, do not care about at all. Those would, those, there's certain kinds of crime that doesn't bother them at all. You ready for my list? Here it is. Black on black, right. black on white, right. white on white, black on Asian. That's That would be constitute most of those murders, most of the 26,000, most of the 433 in New York. AOC, Ayanna Presley, Jamal Bowman, the mainstream media don't care about any of those crimes. They don't care if it's 10 on one. They don't care if it's on video. They don't care if they, they, they witness someone being pummeled, kicked, punched, shot, beaten to death. Doesn't bother them at all. We all see the video. I mean, they, they, they'll talk about videos they see and how disturbing they are, but only if it's a white man on a black man. That's it. If it's a white man on a white man, they don't care. If it's a, if it's a black man on a black man, they don't care. Most of the murders that I told you about are, are black on black, and they don't care at all. I mean, we talk about Chicago all the time. There's 10, 12, 15 murders every weekend. Doesn't bother AOC, Ayanna Presley at all. They, they, when it comes to, you know, real crime, the bulk of the crime, the majority of the crime, they are heartless, cold ghouls who don't give a damn about any of the victims. Unless, unless the person doing the killing happens to have white skin. That's all that matters to them. These are just really despicable, cynical people. And it's about time people called them out. Honest to God. The, the decent people see what happened on the New York subway and say, well, it's about time. Somebody stepped up. Somebody said enough is enough. We're going to stop this insanity. I'm going to get to uh, some of the crimes that uh, Jordan Neely committed. And he was clearly mentally ill. Hell, when you look at his record, he was take, the police took him in for evaluation, took him to the hospital for mental breakdowns, episodes, dozens of times. I believe it's 40 or 50 times he was taken to, to the hospital because he was clearly unhinged insane. That's sad. That's too bad. His mother was murdered when he was uh, 18, I believe, stuffed in a suitcase by his stepfather and left by the side of the road. It affected him. He has had a tough time, a tough life. That's awful. But when someone like Ayanna Presley or Jamal Bowman tells you he was a fun-loving Michael Jackson impersonator who was just trying to entertain people for tips on the subway, they are lying. They, 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 that is how low they will go. They will use this death of this um, un, unwell man for political purposes. And everybody knows it. I mean, the media won't call them out. They're with them. They agree with them. They want racial division. They want race riots. That's what they're hoping. That's what the end game is. If you're, if you're AOC, Jamal Bowman, if you're one of these uh, you know, CNN MSNBC people, your goal is a sequel to the summer of St. George Floyd. They, they want to see it happen in New York. They want to demand justice for Jordan. 
They don't care about the other 26,000 people murdered. They don't care about the 11 other people murdered on the subway. They don't matter because they weren't killed by a white former Marine who was trying to stop this guy from threatening people on the subway. Any, if anyone talks about this and doesn't tell you that Jordan Neely was a career criminal who hurt people, who threatened people on the subway that day, who said, I don't care if I go to jail. And this former Marine, 24-year-old guy who has not been named and has not been charged, which is an outrage, according to, uh, according to AOC and, and, and the rest of the squad, they want him charged with murder. The cops brought him in, talked to him, talked to everybody on the subway car and decided they weren't going to charge him at that time. Once, once Alvin Bragg is done, he will be charged. I have no doubt. He will be charged and it will have nothing to do with justice or nothing to do with the truth. It'll be placating the mob. That's what they do. That's what we know how corrupt Alvin Bragg is. We know he doesn't really care about crime. He makes it's, it's all political with him. So the bad news, if you're that Marine or the other guys who helped him, because they're going to be charged too, including the black guy, the guys who grabbed uh, Jordan Neely's arms, in the video, they're all going to be charged with something and it'll be strictly political. It'll be just to, to, to placate, to appease these despicable, cynical charlatans, these demagogues. Uh, Bowman, AOC, Ayanna will get their way. They'll, they'll, I mean, they actually, they won't get their way because they're going to want, you know, first degree murder and life in prison. That won't happen, but they're going to charge this guy, this hero which is what he is. He is a hero. Most people, when they see someone like Jordan Neely harassing women on the subway, look the other way, walk to the other cars. And I'm not blaming them because this is, this is what happens if you step up and do the right thing. If you protect your fellow passengers, you can end up in handcuffs. You can end up in jail in Rikers, like that bodega owner, 61-year-old guy, who stuck a knife in a criminal who was trying to, who was robbing him and would have killed him. He ended up spending a night in Rikers because that's the way uh, Alvin Bragg operates. But let's get to the, um, before we get to Jamal Bowman, I, I just want to let you know who he's talking about here. He's talking about Jordan, uh, nearly 30 years old, a guy who's been arrested 42 times, I believe. 44, um, I think. 44? Yeah. Who's counting? <laughs> um, when he died, when he went on the subway car the other night and harassed people and said he didn't care if he went to jail, making everybody uncomfortable, when he was subdued by the ex-Marine, there was an open felony warrant for him. You want to know what uh, crime he committed, allegedly? You know what? And, and he was, I assume, someday going to uh, end up in court. It would be a uh, assault on an elderly person, a 67-year-old woman. You know what he did? He beat her, broke her nose and orbital bone on November 12, 2001. A 67-year-old woman broke her face. That's the fun-loving Michael Jackson moonwalking guy that uh, Ayanna Presley and AOC suddenly care about. Again. 433 murders last year, 11 on the subway. Not one, not one drew the interest of Ayanna Presley. 
But the uh, Jordan Neely has is is African American, and the guy who stopped them is white. Think how low. Just think. Think of just what a disgraceful human being you have to be to only care about see a crime, see something like this happen, see something tragic like this happen, and just say that's a lynching. He, you know, this is murder. He deserved to live. And you go, what? What? But this is a guy who, who hurts people, who harasses people. Crime is out of control in New York. People are afraid to ride the subway because of people like Jordan Neely. For a change, for once, thankfully, someone stepped up, took action, and now our elected officials want that guy in jail. They want him in prison for protecting his fellow passengers. Uh, We heard from uh, Ayana and uh, AOC yesterday. Jamal Bowman, I believe, was on CNN last night. I want you to listen to this because uh, this this guy's he's he's trying to outdo his fellow. He's trying to uh, elbow his way into the squad. You know, he wants to be in the band, and he's doing his best. He's doing his best. He is a race hustler uh, through and through. That's all that matters to him. Nothing matters but skin color. Nothing else matters. So he will lie. He'll he'll rant about race. Suddenly, this guy from New York suddenly cares about crime on the subway, violence on the subway. That's uh, not, not something that was on his radar, you know, three days ago, but now it is because of uh, this poor uh, fun loving Michael Jackson impersonator. Just, just let's listen to a little bit of Jamal Bowman on with CNN. Go ahead. You also heard what mayor Adams said, which is we have to wait for the facts. Is this premature? So as a black man watching the video and I have to force myself to watch these videos because each time there's a new video, there's, uh, there's more trauma that, that I feel. Eric Gardner was, was choked to death. Uh, George Floyd had a knee on his neck. Uh, Philando Castillo wasn't choked, but he was shot to death on video. And now uh, Mr. Neely and... You know, I've, I'm born and raised in New York. I, I, I rode the trains my entire life as a child. Uh, you often see people who are unhoused have episodes. And I couldn't help but think of the like 10 other things that could have been done before this person decided to wrap his arms around Mr. Neely's neck and choke him to death. The entire world saw it. The entire world saw him be choked to death. It's on video. So let the DA do his investigation, but the investigation is going to include this video. And I don't. Uh, yeah, just, just a reminder, you know, we, we see all these videos. He said uh, that, uh, you know, black men being choked to death. And he mentions Eric Gardner, who was choked to death by an uh, NYPD for selling cigarettes. That was in 2014. <laughs> So, well, we just keep seeing these videos. We saw one nine years ago and another one. Well, you know what else we see? Lots of videos of violence in the streets, just out of control violence. Most of it, the perpetrators are black. Most of the time, the victims are black. And Jamal Moen doesn't care. And sometimes the victims are white. Sometimes they're Asian women thrown on subway tracks. I see these videos every day. So do you. So does everybody who's on social media. None of it 
is really hard for Jamal Bowman to watch. It's not that hard for him to sit through the video. Uh, do we have that video from Oakland, by the way, that we've uh, mentioned this week? It could be the most disturbing. I don't know how much of it we can play, but uh, oh yeah, give me a, a second. Huge gang of uh, black guys who are doing donuts in the street, you know, burning their tires. And this white guy, this white, this big fat white guy, comes out and asks them, you know, to cool it or to to stop, you know, to stop the carnage, the the chaos in the street. And they beat the hell out of him. If you haven't seen this yet, if you're just listening. It is so disturbing. He just walks up and he's like this going, hey, guys, what the hell are you doing? And they don't stop. There's the cars spinning, tires burning. Um, and he just goes out and says, what the hell? And they don't even spend a second talking to the guy. They just beat him and beat him and keep beating him until he's unconscious. And then you know what they do? They beat him some more. They pull his, they pull his pants off like halfway down when he's out cold and just keep pounding him. Are you going to keep playing it? That was the whole thing. I'm grabbing a different longer one. Okay, I can send you the video. Um, uh, and uh, then a guy comes, he's laying there bleeding. You're not sure if he's living or dead. And a guy with the red uh, warm up suit comes out of the crowd and you think he's going to help or maybe call an ambulance. He takes a big bucket and puts it over the guy's head and they just start laughing. It is the most just brutal, merciless beatdown you will ever see. That's one this week. That was earlier this week. It was it was just nonstop beating. And, and he lived, by the way. I have the story here. He did not. I, I checked after I saw the video. I said, I got to find out if the guy died. And they're laughing as they're beating him. And there's nothing to me more sick more cowardly than look at this. He's by himself and they kick him. I will say if you are watching, if you get squeamish, look away. (laughs) And, and I don't know. Did, Oh my God. Did Jeff, did Jamal Bowman have a hard time watching this video? It's an innocent guy asking him to stop. And they're all videotaping it and laughing. And by the way, they have masks on because they know, they know this is all on video. Uh, No big deal. You know, he's white, they're black, so Jamal Bowman doesn't care. AOC doesn't care. Oh, God, I've seen it a couple times. I still can't believe no, nobody. This guy, little guy with the neck tattoos, sort of going, you know, that's enough. But he's filming it, you know, and he's posting it. And they're laughing. And as far as they know, he's dead. The just lack of compassion, the lack of humanity is breathtaking. But I don't think... Anybody, you know, you don't see that leading the nightly news. You don't see uh, AOC. And then they go back to doing their thing, spinning their cars around the street. Look at him there. Oh, my God. If you're just if you're just uh, listening, it's brutal. He is. He's looks dead. He looks like they killed him. It looks like he's, he's a goner. So the, uh, the guy that turns him on his side and puts his head in the bucket, I think, is the reason he's alive right now, to be honest. Why? What does that do? What is well, putting head in the bucket? If you could see, his, he's laying on his back there. Blood was just pouring out of his mouth. If he stayed, see how he put him on his side? That's so he wouldn't choke. This was uh, the corner of 35th and Adeline Streets um, in Oakland, California. Uh, oh, it says, it says the man was trying to stop them from beating him by putting the bucket on so it's protecting his head? No, he... They, 
The whole thing started because the people that were spinning, he threw that bucket at their car. And they uh, got out. So he, so he deserved it, is what you're saying. No, he didn't deserve it, but he, you know, was egging them on in a way he should not have. I'll say. Not only will these guys not go to jail, they won't even get arrested. No. They, they, won't, they won't get arrested. I mean, they just beat a guy with an inch of his life, and it's like, whatever. You know, it happens. It happens. Uh Jamal Bowman's the one that said, why do they, why do black men keep getting choked? Why, why do they? And I, and I was looking at this saying they do where, and his example was Eric Gardner from nine years ago. So they'll lie. They'll use this. They will stoke the flames and there will be protests because one of two things happens. They arrest the guy and charge him with whatever, charge him with something less than first degree murder. Uh, which won't be enough for the mob, or they don't charge him, which I don't think is going to happen because, again, it's Alvin Bragg. And if they don't charge him, they will protest. It'll get even more violent. It'll get even more chaotic. So get ready. Get ready for uh, a summer of love. They got their newest, latest St. George Floyd. That would be St. Jordan Neely. And, uh, you know, he had mental problems. Yeah, of course he did. He had mental problems, which led him, which led him to beat a 67-year-old woman and break all the bones in her face. I don't see that video or that story in any of the tweets from Ayanna Presley. I see, I see him dressed as Michael Jackson doing the moonwalk. Boy, he looks like a fun guy. That's not why he made uh, passengers uncomfortable. It was threatening them. It was telling them, I don't care if I go to jail. Threatening to beat them up. That's what led people to uh, step up, step in. And uh, we'll, I'll be curious to me. They, I'm pretty sure they'll be naming and shaming the Marine any minute now. I'm surprised they haven't done that already. And then, you know, Ayana and AOC can incite violence. That's what they like to do. Incite violence, encourage the mob. But that'll just be one thing where we'll be looking for, uh, looking at watching for this, uh, weekend uh yeah here's, here's the video so the, the one guy helping him the most is black so if that guy if the guy we're looking at now who held jordan neely's arms if he's the one that choked him if he had his neck hand or arm around neely's neck this wouldn't even be a story it wouldn't be in in the news aoc and yeah they wouldn't be tweeting about it jamal bowman wouldn't be on cnn talking about it that's how screwed up we are in this country right now. The only thing that matters is the fact that the guy with the chokehold is white. The guy and, and a, a former Marine, and they're using that saying he knew what he was doing. He was trained to kill and he killed. And uh, if, if Eric Adams, well, if the DA has the guts to not charge him, it's going to get crazy. If he does charge him, it's going to get crazy. So I think uh, we're in for a long weekend in New York, but we shall see. All right, we got lots more to get to on this Friday. Cinco de Mayo. You think Joe Biden knows it's Cinco de Mayo? Fred does not know Harris? I don't think he knows what that means. <laughs> if he does. Uh, oh, his wife, she 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 knows because she compared uh, Mexican-Americans to uh, tacos. Said, you people like tacos. By the way, I think she fired the guy, the the staff member who wrote that line. I think he got fired. 
<laughs> because uh, Jill, Jill's in uh, London, by the way. She is representing the family at the coronation while Joe sits on the in his recliner under a shawl and, uh, you know, watches Golden Girls all weekend with his cup of soup. That's our uh, vibrant commander-in-chief. We got new we got new Tucker video. This is it, Ironhead. I'm pretty sure this is the end of Tucker Carlson as we knew him. And uh, we have video from Fenway Park that went global, man. This went viral. This was unbelievable. The latest example of the most successful boycott in the history of uh, conservative politics. We are winning. We are, we are, I don't want to say destroying Bud Light, affecting Bud Light. It's a beautiful thing. That's something else you can do this weekend. I like to do this every weekend, particularly on nice spring weekends, not drink Bud Light. That's what I'm going to do this weekend, not drink Bud Light. And uh, it is affecting the company. I'm not sure what they're going to do next. I'm pretty sure one of these days you're going to walk in a bar and Bud Light's going to be free. You know, somebody had a great idea on, on, uh, Twitter yesterday, put Tucker Carlson's face on a can of Bud Light. That would, that would repair all the damage. Put Tucker Carlson on there. I don't know what you're going to pay him to do that and market that. That is their only hope of bouncing back from the unbelievable hit they've taken in the last couple of weeks. I went for a a trip up in the mountains a couple weekends ago. And a lot of times they'll sell like wood furniture that they hand make and stuff. There was one place that had every single color chair you could think of. And it said, if you buy one of each color, you get free Bud Light. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we do have one group of people who is all in on Bud Light. They're, they're, they decided to just start drinking Bud Light. And I don't think this is going to help the company. This is not their target demo. We'll get to that and lots more. But first, all right, listen up. You must start taking care of your liver now more than ever. Why? Because the latest data from the American Heart Association indicate that adults with fatty liver were three and a half times more likely to have heart failure than those without. The American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans have fatty liver, which means many people are at risk. We throw everything at our livers. Cholesterol, alcohol, toxins, statins, cigarettes. That's why so many of us have a sluggish fatty liver that makes us gain weight and lose energy. For decades now, your liver has helped you with over 500 key functions every day. It's time for you to help your liver. There is a solution, Liver Health Formula, an all-natural supplement which contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. Manufactured right here in the USA and approved by American doctors. You can try Liver Health Formula and receive a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3 to keep your heart healthy. Try Liver Health Formula by going to getliverhelp.com slash Newsmax and claim your free bonus gift. That's getliverhelp.com slash Newsmax. Right, we gotta we gotta move here. Right, we gotta move. Um, I want to get to the uh, to the um, Bud Light story because it's great. Because Fenway Park is uh, now the uh, now the, on the front lines of the boycott, which I love. I love because, as we know, the Boston Red Sox are the single wokest team in professional sports. They boasted and bragged about having the longest, biggest Black Lives Matter sign. A year ago, less than a year ago, by the way, less than a year ago, they had drag queens throw out the first pitch at Fenway. 
I believe it was to kick off Pride Month, uh, which they'll be celebrating again. And I'll be curious, will they bring back those drag queens? Because uh, uh, Turtle Boy did a great expose about the drag queens that they brought to Fenway to throw at the pitch. And these were some freaky dudes, man. One of them, uh, I didn't want to get into it. It's disgusting. You can read it. I tweeted out uh, Turtle Boy's story. They're, they were into bondage. They're into, you know, uh, their boyfriends on the leash. And this. they did some really disgusting things. These were not family-friendly drag queens that we always hear about. But they threw out the first pitch. And I'll be curious to see if the Boston Red Sox do that again this year for Pride Month. But this was Fenway the other night. If you're looking at this uh, video with us, um, this was the line for Bud Light. And you will notice, if you're just listening, there is nobody in it. Um, the, the, the line for the other beers is how deep would you say that line is? 20, 25 yeah. people? Yeah, 20, 30. Waiting for cold beer. Nobody is waiting for Bud Light. Not one person. And uh, this went, uh, hell, the Daily Mail, which is, uh, you know, a, a, it's, it's a media outlet out of the UK, but they're, you know, pretty good on, uh, the issue, issues, the big stories in the United States. The Daily Mail has a big story about this today, about Fenway Park uh, being the uh, on the front lines of the boycott. And they have the video and they have the, uh, the whole story. Uh, it says sales of Americans. Flagship beer plummeted 26% despite Anheuser-Busch reporting a uh, first quarter earnings, earnings of $1.6 billion. They're uh, doing fine. Their stock's doing fine, but nobody's buying it. Nobody's drinking it. And there's no end in sight. There is no simple solution. They, uh, the CEO came out with a uh, statement um, claiming that it was just a one-time thing by some out, outside agency that brought Dylan Mulvaney in. CEO Michael Dukeris addressed the uh, ordeal on an earnings call with investors yesterday. He downplayed the brand's partnership and insisted there is, quote, misinformation spreading on social media about the company's team up with Mulvaney. Quote, we need to clarify the facts that this was one can, one influencer, one post, and not a campaign. He said uh, the company has provided direct financial support to frontline workers who are impacted by the boycott. Apparently, they're giving all their drivers $500 bonuses so they don't quit. Oh, this is so great. Great job, people. Um, there is good news for Bud Light. Not everybody has bailed on the, uh, on the product. We showed you a couple of weeks ago that Adam Schiff and Ted Lieu, a couple of moonbat congressmen from California, they were doing a little toast with their Bud Lights. So they still got Adam Schiff on their side. But they also have the cast of the Book of Mormon, which is, as I don't know, if people don't know, it's a play. It is an absolute piece of garbage. I actually paid and went to this. I think that was my last foray into a theater. It's just a bunch of crazy liberals, you know, dancers and singers mocking Mormons. And you, as you sit there, you can't help but think, how about you do the Book of... Uh, Islam, you do the Quran. How about that? We do that next. We mock Muslims. What do you think, guys? Well, It'll be to be sequel. to be fair, Trey Parker and 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 um, his part Matt Stone, they have made fun of 
all of that on South Park. Well, not in this show, Ironhead. Trust me. The whole show is just them making fun of Mormons who I think are, are good people. I mean, obviously, they're straight-laced. They yeah. don't drink. They don't drink coffee. Breaking they news. Jerry's a Mitt Romney guy. He just said it. <laughs> Mitt Romney's a phony. I don't even think he's, you know, really, you know, devout. He's full of it. He's a narcissist anyway. These people... For the most part, you meet a Mormon, you know, like Danny Ainge, nice guys, just nice people. And this is whatever, two hours. And it's so tedious. It's so redundant. It sucks. And I've been there. I walked out. Yeah, it was probably like 10 minutes to go, but I walked out. It was so bad. Anyway, this is the cast of the Book of Mormon. And they want you to know, Bud Light, they're on your side. They're with Dylan. And just ask yourself as you watch this video. Um, you think that these guys and girls, you think they're going to, I don't know, pick up a 30 pack this weekend and I don't know, maybe gun down 10 or 12. That's what a lot of Bud Light drinkers did, you know, until Dylan came along. The, the problem they have is they can't, people like this don't make up for the loss of that, that hearty devoted Bud Light drinker who, you know, picked up a 30 pack every week. Those people are gone. And in their place, we have these theater kids who probably, I don't know, drank half a beer and puked it up. But uh, they want you to know, Dylan, they got your back. Go ahead, play it. Hi, Dylan. Just wanted to let you know that your friends from the cast of the Book of Mormon love and support you, are so proud of you. And for Anheuser-Busch, we are really proud of you for making an American superstar in your can. Love you! <laughs> Do you think? That the uh, folks at Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch in their corporate board meetings are saying, oh, good, we got we got the cast of Book of Mormons on our side. We'll be okay. <laughs> that is not exactly the, uh, the kind of uh, endorsement they were looking for, I would say. Do you think, I, I think the guy in the front, though, does look like he's a beer guy, so he might switch over to no, Bud Light. No, he doesn't. That was kind of an impressive one, one hand crack down on a knee. We'll call me, I, you know, I, well, I don't think it's going to make up for the loss of, uh, I don't either. Know, I was just going by the most one. devoted Bud Light drinkers. I, uh, they should all be arrested for drinking in public though. What do you think? That's true. They are drinking outside the theater in New York. I don't think theater kids get arrested. <laughs> this they, is a blanket statement. <laughs> they probably bought like a yeah. 12 pack and they threw like eight of them away or just gave them to some homeless guy. Yeah, maybe. You guys, how much do we have to drink for this video? Just take a sip. <laughs> just pretend. We'll go. We'll have, we'll have Cosmos after. There's no way. Oh, we get some white claws over here. There's no way these people are going to are devoted Bud Light drinkers. It is, it, it, you know, this is something we'll study forever. We'll be talking about it forever, the rest of my life. When you talk about major marketing gaffes, just disaster. There's a whole movie called Elizabethtown starring uh, Orlando Bloom and Alec Baldwin. And he's like an executive at Nike and he invents a sneaker and, it, and, and pushes it and they invest millions and it turns out to be a disaster. It fell apart or guys hurt their ankles wearing the sneaker. So Orlando Bloom, the guy who came up, with, he, he tries to kill himself. Of course, he fails and he lives and he's happy and meets up with his, uh, you know, love of his life. And it's, it's, I like it. It's a good movie. It's a good movie about a guy and his father who died and he goes back to meet his father's family. I recommend it, Elizabethtown. But 
It's about the worst marketing idea ever. And it's fictional. This is real. That person, that woman, Alyssa Heiderschneid, she's a legend for all the wrong reason in I the know. business for coming up and implementing the single worst marketing idea in American business history. And I think it's just begun. I really do. Those people at Fenway who chose to wait, you know, miss a half an inning just because they wanted a beer and they didn't want Bud Light, they're not going to change their minds anytime soon. The people who are, who have decided they're done with Bud Light, they're all in on this and they're not giving up anytime soon. So I think it's only just begun. All right, we got to move. We got to get to the latest Tucker video. I think this is it, Ironhead. I know I've said this before. This is the end of Tucker. He's done. End. He's done. And we'll take your comments and questions. What do people have to do to get their questions, their comments? Tell me Just again. Ask the questions, Aaron, and I mark them, and they're in the starred right, section. What do they right. send them to? Just right here in the comment section. I know, but don't they? Oh, oh they have to be watching, and they have to send them in. Yeah. While they're. Yep. Okay, and where do you put them? Over here on the shared. Yep. I'll figure this out one of these years. So <laughs> what, what time? Any questions, particularly about this week in news, anything going on in the news? That's what I like because there's a hell of a lot going on. Any questions about the uh, the end of Barstool? Because that's what I keep hearing, Ironhead. We're done. Barstool's done. Uh, I didn't know this guy Mincy was that important, but apparently uh, he was beloved. And uh, we'll, we'll get to it. But uh, let me do Shea, and then we're going to get to the end of Tucker Carlson's career. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, if you've been keeping up, there's a smear campaign. We believe orchestrated by the honchos, the higher-ups at Fox News who want to destroy Tucker's brand. Real liberal before behavior. Before somewhere before, what's that? It said real liberal behavior too. Yeah, yeah this is uh, this is cancel culture. They're coming after Tucker. They fired him, by the way. He didn't quit, and now they want to ruin him before he goes somewhere else because they know he's going to take so many people with him. He's going to take millions of people with him, and they ain't sticking around. Fox. They're going to go with Tucker wherever he goes. Hopefully, it's Newsmax. I'm hearing things, Ironhead. I'm hearing things. He's this could happen. This is real. This is real. The Newsmax Tucker thing could happen, and we're hoping. But uh, he's going to have to survive this latest storm. Um, as we know, they've been releasing video that was taken during the break. Small talk, banter. We, we've, uh, you know, they're feeding it to, you know, their friends in the media at Media Matters, which is a left-wing outfit devoted 
to destroying Fox News and other conservative outlets. So they've teamed up with Media Matters and the New York Times to bring Tucker down. So far, all they've done is make him more endearing, more popular. Everybody who sees these videos on social media is pointing out he seems more likable. He's funny. He's just a, sounds like a regular guy. He ain't Steven Crowder. He's not bullying anybody. He's not threatening to uh, fire anybody. If this is the best they got, this is almost as bad as what Bud Light did. This is so, this has backfired in, in like nothing I've ever seen. This, this idea that they were going to make him look bad. You tell me the thought process. We got a video of him having makeup put on, making small talk with um, uh, with his makeup artist, and somehow, some way, this is supposed to make him look bad. I don't even understand the thought process. It's so bizarre. But let's watch. This is Tucker during a break or preparing for a show off the air, but you know, during it's it's on camera. And, have, and just chatting it up with his uh, with his makeup artist. Go ahead, play it. Can I ask you a question? You don't have to answer. It's personal. I'm not speaking of you, but more in general of ladies. When they go to the ladies' room and powder their noses, is there actually nose powdering going on? Sometimes. Ooh. I like the sound of that. Most of the time it's lipstick. Do pillow fights ever break out? You don't have to. Not, in, have the, to, not no. in the back. Okay. In the back. okay. <laughs> That'd be more a dorm activity. Okay. I'm sorry. So you are such a good sport, such a good person. Thank you. I know you do, but you do not deserve that, and I mean it with great affection. I got you, man. Which way do you want to go? Yes, ma'am. Sorry. Let me tune in. Okay. In what world? Could that ever be construed as offensive at any level to anybody? So I have a theory. My theory is. Your theory is his agent is leaking this. No, no. My theory is that this is Fox News putting the horse's head in in the bed. Just letting him know we got stuff. You know we got stuff. This is the warning. That's that's not a bad theory, Ironhead. And I've heard other theories that it's not Fox News. It's somebody else leaking it. But uh, that's not a bad theory that you know we have other things Hell, he didn't even swear in that one. I know. And they let it play. Obviously makes a dumb joke about pillow fights in the ladies' room. I'm not sure how that could offend anybody anywhere. They can't even pretend on MSNBC that this is offensive today. And then he says, you're such a good person. You don't deserve this. And he chuckles. We often wonder when you see big stars on TV, what are they like off the air? Well, we're finding out that Tucker is just a normal guy. He's the most likable person ever. (laughs) I mean, I can't imagine that, you know, whatever that uh, Sean Hannity or Chris Hayes or are that nice to to the little people. That's Tucker. And they're doing him lots of favors by making him seem more likable than ever. Uh, More on an update from Tucker. We never got to this the other day, but I don't know if this is real. Patrick Bet David, CEO of online content company Valuetainment, offered Tucker Carlson a $100 million deal over five years, plus a board seat uh, in a high-profile courting attempt. Dear Tucker, he said, I'll get right to the point. We want you to partner with us in what we feel is a noble and necessary effort to define the future of media. 
hundred million, five years, an equity stake in a position uh, as the president of valuetainment and a board seat. What, and he says, what else? I'm all ears. So if that's not enough, we got more. So I don't know anything about valuetainment. I've never heard of it, but he's got a lot of followers. This guy, Patrick, Bet David, very good interviews, very good documentaries. I will say So he's got money. Is yeah. that real? Does he have a hundred million dollars to pay Tucker? That number shocked the crap out of me. I didn't think it was that high, but well, I, I well. get, you know, people, I get people telling me that Newsmax is gone, going even higher. So, uh, and I think Newsmax would make more sense, but he's already getting offers. And there's also this that he may, uh, he may, he's uh, Tucker Carlson. This is according to uh, the Hill floating the idea of hosting a Republican primary forum uh, in the future. He's even chatted with, with president Trump about the idea, according to a report in the Washington post, um, Trump has threatened to skip one or both of the Republican debates, which is pathetic. Uh, The first uh, GOP debate is slated slated to be on Fox News. I think Brett Baer's the host, which pisses off Trump for some reason. Uh, Tucker's under contract, but according to this story, uh, he would consider breaking his deal with Fox so he could work, take a gig sooner, which I believe. He's got plenty of money. He's going to make a lot of money. He wants to be back on TV or back somewhere. He wants to be back in action, but that'd be wild. If he hosted a Republican debate, that's a good thing. Tucker could do anything and he's going to bring a huge audience, but that video is so bizarre. I don't think, I mean, even if, you know, you say that you question Fox motives and it's a good idea, good thought, but your media matters. You hate him. Your job, your job is to make Tucker look bad. And you post that. What do you think? How do you think that makes him look bad in any way? These people are just blind with hatred. They think saying, do you have pillow fights in the ladies room? I was gonna say, you said you said worse to me when I play the wrong clip or something. <laughs> no, he said worse on his TV show and on, on his show. I mean, the idea yeah. that that bothers anybody is just insane. But all right. Uh, we don't have time to get to Howie Hampton's Howard Stern was courtside at uh, the Knicks game. And he said that the players didn't come over and say hi to him because he thinks it's it's racial because they won't talk to him because he's white. Oh, I hate him so much. I, I'm glad we don't have enough time because hopefully that gives me time to find the audio for Monday. Yeah, find that for Monday. He sucks. He just sucks. Yeah, they don't, right, like some 23-year-old black guy is supposed to come over and say hi to Howard Stern. They don't know who you are, Howard. And if they do, they think they know you're a 70-year-old, you know, crazy what a liberal on on uh, on satellite radio what do they, what do they care he was offended that they went to talk to spike lee but not him i'm sorry they know who spike lee is howie they don't know who you are but anyway let's get to our comments and questions it's friday it's almost it's almost friday it's almost a weekend but uh let me see are these those are these those iron head let me see question from robert what were you and Darius Rucker drinking in shallow hell? Oh, that's a long story. I love Darius Rucker. Somebody on Twitter the other day posted the question, who's the nicest celebrity you've ever met? And people are answering about, you know, different actors they've met and singers and rock stars. To me, I think of athletes because I was in sports for so long. And so 
I made my list. Bobby Orr's number one. Always. He's, he's the nice guy, emerite, emeritus, emeritus, whatever. He's the best. But off sports, away from sports, Darius Rucker was just such a good guy. We hung out with him. We were in a car, and it was like 2 in the morning. And I'm he's in the backseat in the middle, and I'm in the backseat on one side, and, and uh, I forget who was in the other. I was the other side. Bobby Fairley was in the car. Uh, Chris Meyer, Bobby's uh, wingman and John Dennis. And, but we're in the backseat of this car and he, he's, they had to drive him to his hotel and it was like 45 minutes away. And we had, had a few drinks. It was after a shooting shallow hell. And I'm in the same scene with Darius in the movie. Anyway, we get in the car and he pulls a disc out of his jacket and says, Hey, you want to play this? I just recorded a solo album. Uh, no one's heard it yet. And it's kind of like this weird jazzy. I know he's country now, but it was not country. It was not hootie. It was kind of jazzy solo. He hands it up to Chris in the front seat. He pops it in the player and cranks it. And we are ears are blasting out with Darius Rucker singing. And I'm sitting next to him like this far away from looking at him. And he's just kind of listening to his own song. And I'll, I couldn't think I couldn't talk because it was so loud. And I just nudge him and he looks at me and I give him thumbs up. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. He was just and people bothered him like all oh, they were fans around the scene. It was in Charlotte. And he was so nice to everybody. And I talked to him. I said, man, that doesn't seem to bother you at all. People are bugging you, autograph pictures. He goes, this is why I do what I do. I love it. I love the, you know, the fame. It's part of the deal. And I love it. Just a super guy. But I, 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 mean, lo I love Hootie. Hootie's the best. Hootie is awesome. I love Hootie. I love uh, Darius as a country star. And he's just a great guy. But anyway. What do you, what's your connection to the Farley brothers? John Dennis had the connection. He brought me in. I owe Dino for that one. He was friends with them. He was in Kingpin, had a huge role. He was great in Kingpin. Brought me in. I was in three movies, I believe. Me, myself, and Irene. Mm -hmm. Shallow Hell and uh, Stuck on You. What's the best movie out of the three? I think it's pretty obvious. But. Uh, it was, uh, me, myself, and Irene. It's, and that's my, I'm a state trooper with a trooper hat. Yeah. I will say... I hung out with Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear and my wife came, it was in Miami and Matt Damon was so nice. I didn't spend enough time to put him on my list, but he was very nice to my wife and talked to her for a while and she loves him. So Matt Damon, nice guy in my experience. Uh, where does Tucker end up? Says Robert, how long before he's back? I'm going to predict he ends up on Newsmax. How's that? I, I can feel it. Something going on. And you know, money's not the thing that drives him. He wants uh, the form, the voice, and all, he could just flip a switch. He's got studios in Maine and Florida. He's got all the things he needs. He's got the, the clothes and the makeup and he's ready to go. Just go to Newsmax. That will shift the, the, the world on its axis. It will just be so huge. So great for Newsmax. What I'm hoping, uh, Megan Kelly says, there's no way he ends up on Newsmax. Well, maybe not. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Do you think Mark Milley will eventually fall, <laughs> fall through the floors due to his medals and bags under his eyes? Mark <laughs> Milley is Mark Milley is a piece of crap. I tweeted this last night. Greg Kelly at 10 o'clock on Newsmax. He's great. But the best thing he does is go after the U.S. military. He was in the Marine Corps for nine years. We talked to him about it on this show a couple of weeks ago. And he just 
disembowels Mark Milley nightly, and it's beautiful. Mark Milley is one of the great frauds of all time. If AI were to fuse a human, which one would make it dumber, AOC or Kamala? Ooh, that is a good question. Who is dumber? I will vote for... uh, I think Kamala is dumber by miles. Yeah, I'll vote for Kamala. You're right. Because you know what? AOC has like street sense. You know, she, she knows, knows how what to she's connect doing. with people yeah. dancing and talking. And she's not very bright. It's a shame. You know, it's an embarrassment for BU. But Kamala Harris could be the dumbest person ever in, in elected office. So you're right. And she has no common sense. And she has no, she's so tone deaf, no self-awareness. In fact, why don't we finish today on Kamala? We will say, we'll wish everyone as a, enjoy your weekend, enjoy the coronation, the Kentucky Derby, order up some Callahan coffee at callahancoffee.com. Great idea for Mother's Day. But do we have Kamala, you know, at the meeting, at the meeting with the AI guys from, from Google and Microsoft, she met with the smartest people in the world, the dumbest woman in the history of, <laughs> of the higher office. Uh, we got lots of Kamala material, but let's listen to some some fresh stuff from uh, the genius in the uh, uh, our genius vice president. Go ahead. Today is today, <laughs> and yesterday was today. Yesterday, <laughs> tomorrow will be today. Tomorrow, <laughs> so live today. So the future today will be as the past. Today, as it is tomorrow. <laughs> you know, it's so that, funny. That is it is, took me like seven, eight seconds to realize that wasn't real. <laughs> that is AI. That is Kamala AI. But you also have, God, play the real one where she talks about, what, what is the thing she talks about? The thing the, she uh, keeps repeating. <laughs> she, keeps, she has this message. It's about, uh, what do you call it? Um, unburdened yeah. by yesterday. Yeah. Someone told her this was a good line. It's unbelievable. Someone told her that saying we're unburdened by yesterday, today, was somehow thoughtful. And she just keeps saying it. So I forget who did this. RNC research put together a compilation. This is unbelievable that this person keeps saying this. Someone's got to pull her aside and say, drop it. You sound ridiculous. Go ahead, play it. I can imagine what can be and be unburdened by what has been, you know? What can be, you know, unburdened by what has been, what can be unburdened by what has been, what can be unburdened by what has been, what can be unburdened by what has been, what we can see, what we believe can be unburdened by what has been, what can be. unburdened by what has been. What can I, be? Love I love when she does it with someone else. That was Charlemagne the God. He's yeah. just looking at her going, are you this dumb? And then Bill Clinton was with her and he's like, God, this girl, this woman is just so dumb. There's like, there's three minutes left in this compilation. <laughs> right. Three and a half minutes of her saying, unburdened by what has been. It's just someone has to, whatever. They, you know what? That's our next president. I'll stick to my prediction. Joe's not going to make it two more years. President Kamala will be our 47th president. (laughs) And then hopefully it'll be over in uh, January of 2024. But that'll do it for today, for this week. And if you're in the Andover Mass area, Sunday morning is a great road race, a 5K 
one of the best. I do a few of these things, and this is one of my favorites. Uh, it's the Ritzer Race Step Up for Colleen, a memory of a uh, teacher who was murdered 10 years ago. It's our 10th race. Uh, just, a, just a great event. Everybody wears pink. That's the deal. You sign up, you run. It's a great route right through and, uh, Phillips Andover, through the woods. Real good race, great atmosphere, but you got to wear pink. So you can sign up at uh, ColleenRitzer.org or RunSignUp.com. You can beat me, I'm sure. Show up, you can beat me, but it's fun. See you there. Thanks to everyone for listening and for commenting and asking questions. Thanks, Iron Ed. Have a great weekend. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again Monday morning. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Who thinks Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.